Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Rick dropping in on you. Hope everybody's having an unbelievable closeout to your week. I hope you're prepared for uh, this extended weekend, whatever you plan on doing with it. Uh, I hope that you are prepared to get out and have yourself a ball. Whatever that is, uh, it's up to you. Uh, as long as you're getting the most out of life, as long as, you, as long as you're progressing towards the things that matter to you in life. Uh, today is Focused Friday. Focus Friday. Let's talk about focus today. Let's talk about something. I have a question and uh, I want to talk to you about something real quick and then we're going to move on and get done. Look, the question is, uh, first of all, let me tell you, when people come to me, primarily, whether it's for mental health, whether it's for performance psychology, uh, whatever it is, uh, life strategy uh, sessions, whatever it is, it's generally two primary things they're looking to do. They're either looking to fix something that's wrong or to change something uh, that they're not happy with. So either they've gone through something and they're hurt and they're looking to heal or they're saying, hey, I'm not happy with where I'm at and I want to change. And so then uh, in that process, there are basically uh, the current position and then the current reality. And the current reality is you're either flourishing in your uh, desire and your move to change or heal, or you're languishing, meaning that you're just in this uh, perpetual cycle of being where you're at and you're not gaining any ground, you're not seeing any progress. So Whatever your goal for life is, whatever it is, if you're talking about starting a business or if you're talking about growing an existing business, if you're talking about building a relationship or starting a relationship, if you're talking about growing uh, something out of nothing, building something, what, what, whatever it is, the question is, are you languishing or are you flourishing? And if you are flourishing, then how are you flourishing? You need to understand what is driving this successful progression because you want to be able to market and produce uh produce reproduce it over and over again not just in this area of life where you're flourishing now but you want to be able to flourish in anything that you partake in so then again you have to ask yourself okay if i'm flourishing where am i and how am i what is it uh that i'm doing or not doing that's creating this massive growth or this rapid growth where i'm flourishing in the things that i'm pursuing if i'm languishing why am i languishing is it procrastination uh based on fear based on anxiety is it because i consistently make uh poor choices is it because I'm trying to move in a direction that I shouldn't be moving in. And it's 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 a bunch, bunch of different things. But ultimately, that's what I do is I help people identify. First and foremost, are you flourishing? Uh, and most of the time, if there are people who actually come to me that are flourishing, but they have this belief that even though I'm doing good, even though I see this progress, even though I'm growing, uh, I think there's more that I could be doing. There is another level to this thing that I'm not reaching. And they come to me because they believe I can get them there. And those are the people who normally come in with the platinum, uh, the platinum uh, package. But the vast majority of people are coming to me because they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they know there's something they want to do. They, they're tired of being where they're at. And in, in truth, they know they're languishing. So it, it, when I when I do it, I ask this specific question. Are you flourishing? 
in your dreams, in your pursuits, in your desires? Or are you languishing in a space and a time in life that you're not satisfied, that you're not happy, that you're not fulfilled? Okay, then what is it? And it boils down to what am I focused on first and foremost? What 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 is it that I'm focused on? This is why we're doing it on Focus Friday. Before I move on and close this thing out, I want to uh, remind you: Hey, today is a great day. Talking about change, talking about moving from languishing to flourishing. It starts with having a plan. And I've been telling you guys about the Ascension uh, personalized six month success and growth plan that we create for you. That's your plan specifically built for you. Each person has their own plan. This isn't some generalized template we throw together and throw to you that everybody gets the same thing. This is unique to each and every person. We build it out based off of a 20 question questionnaire, your personality assessment and your disc assessment. And we create a six month success and growth plan that when you follow it, it will literally systematically move you from where you're at to as close to where you're going at based on the energy you put into it, based on uh, the amount of effort and consistency you apply to it. It'll get you there where you took that six month goal. And that's the goal while getting you to the six month goal, which is the beauty in this thing, it's creating in you behavioral habits that will last after that, that you will automatically wake up and do and apply to anything else you pursue in the future. It's an unbelievable and remarkable gift. And right now for $99, you can get it. But not only will you get that for $99 for worth four more than matter of fact, it costs more to do than that. But that's my gift to you. Not only will you get that, but over the course of the remainder of this weekend, you will get a free registration to our Mind Unleashed course, which is, again, going to allow you to expand your, your mental processes, which is the foundation for anything you want to create in this world. It starts here. And when you're mindful, uh, when you get rid of limiting beliefs, unbelievable things happen. This course is regularly $5.99. Today, you get it free when you register for the uh, six-month success and growth uh, plan, which is $99. So that's that, that's out of the way. Let's talk. Uh, people will often ask me, what is the key to my success? Doc, 26 books, 47 companies, uh, traveled extensively, uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands, literally, of prose articles written <clears throat> over a thousand academic academic articles written and reviewed and published and uh lectures and a bunch of other things international clientele uh all the things that uh, i thank god for every day i don't take anything for granted that's the first thing when people ask me what's the key to my success i don't take anything for granted and because i don't take anything for granted i'm grateful for everything and I keep talking about gratitude and people keep dismissing it as not being that important. Gratitude sets the foundation. It's hard to be angry when you're grateful. It's hard to be it's hard to be sad when you're grateful. It's hard to be fearful when you're grateful. It's hard to have uh, 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 worry and anxiety and, and stress when you are grateful. Great. Gratitude creates a foundation on which you can stand and see things through a framework that allows you to project and anticipate the best for yourself despite circumstances. See, a problem with languishing is most people get anchored in their circumstances 
and in their situations. And what do I mean by anchored? I mean, literally what you'll find is everybody goes through something, right? Everybody is going to go through something. Nobody gets through this life without getting scratched, scathed, knocked down, pushed over. I don't care how wealthy they are. I don't care how smart they are. I don't care what part, what part of the world they grew up in. Everybody's going to have challenges. Now, the challenges are different based on your environment, but you don't get through life without challenges. So then why is it some people go through certain things and, and thrive and other people go through certain things and seem to get stuck or languish? It is because the people who languish, they, they become anchored in the circumstance. And what does that mean? Uh, hello, Black Beauty Always. Uh, what does that mean, getting anchored in the circumstance? It means that you become so focused on it. It becomes so emphatically a part of your reality that you now identify with it. You identify with your poverty. You identify with your abusive relationship. You identify with your stagnancy in your career. You identify with these negative things. So a situation becomes an eternal reality. See, situations are, by the very definition, situations and circumstances are what? Temporal. They're there for the moment. They're there for you to respond to and then move through. But when you identify with a certain circumstance, you give the power to the circumstance. You give the power to the situation. And when you give power to something, now you are at the mercy of a situation or a circumstance you were meant to master. You were miss if you functioning from a place of poverty, you were meant to master money, but you, in order to do so, you can't have money being more emphatically important than your ability to control and master your situation. When you do, every financial situation will have massive consequences in your mind and you will be fearful and you will manage. Even the person who, you, whether it's, it's on either end of the spectrum of mismanagement, some people are overspenders, so they never have. Other people hoard and never spend, so they never grow. And then they're wondering why they can't get out because they have put too much emphasis on their current circumstance. Uh, people get stuck in abusive relationships because they put too much emphasis on that abusive relationship, on the fact that they tie their self-worth into the circumstance. If I'm being treated this way, it must be something about me. If I'm being handled this way, it must be something about me. So what happens? I get anchored in my circumstance versus moving through and navigating my circumstance. I tell people all the time, if you've listened to me, if you followed me in any stretch, if you read any of my writing or my work, you know this. I sit up and tell people all the time. I go through circumstances like everybody else. I don't give power to my circumstances. I understand that I'm here for a purpose. I'm understanding that in the, the, the designer of this universe, the creator of this universe designed me with a purpose. And in that design is a gift. And in that gift is greatness. In that gift is power. In that gift is provision. In that gift are the, uh, the paths and the visions and everything else I need to get through any circumstance. So when I get to a circumstance, I'm already looking beyond the circumstance to determine what's going to happen after I master it, because I already know I have the gift to master it. I already know that what's in front of me isn't there to destroy me. It's there to challenge me. It's there to push me to be at my best. It's there to test my resilience. And that's the answer to the question, Doc, how have you achieved all these things? I don't quit. 
It's not because I'm better than you. It's not because I know more than you. There are things that I am an expert at. There are things that I have put and invested a lot of time in knowing at a, an extremely high level, but that's not why I win in life. I win because I don't quit. See, uh, there's that, that there's a, a, a passage of scripture that Christians say all the time and never truly grasp the true meaning says the race is not given to the swift not to the strong but the one that endures to the end let's talk about why that's so important see you can get off to a great start i've seen people get out ahead of me in life and the 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 the, the, the panic button is when you start to see people pass you when you start to see people out there in front and it seems like the the the, the gap between you and them is widening and you're trying to do the same thing and they just seem to be doing you could easily convince yourself they're just better at it to me i'm never going to be that good i'm never going to be that good so i might as well try something else because obviously this isn't for me so you put it down and, and, and you move on to the next thing and you find it happening again and you say, well, maybe this isn't for me. Let me tell you something. There are times that I've started. And when I started, people had already started before me. They were out there. They were successful. They were doing it. And it was saying it's only so much room in this space. That That's always a lot. God designed this universe uh, to be abundant. But if you see lack, you will experience lack. But if you see abundance, if you see opportunity, you will have access to the opportunity. Provision only opens the gate once you take the step and make the move and make the commitment. But here's the thing. So then all these people that started before me, they're out there going. And what I did... I sit up and say, I'm going to go at a pace. I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to give each day everything I have. I've got 86,400 seconds in a day. I'm going to spend a certain amount of that sleeping. I'm going to spend a certain amount of that with family and loved ones. And the rest of it, I'm on the grind. I'm going to push. I'm going to learn. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I remember the first video I ever did. I remember the first year or so of me doing videos. I had nothing but trolls telling me how horrible my videos were. Until my video landed me my first speaking gig based off of that. Now, it wasn't my first speaking gig, but it was my first speaking gig where someone saw a video and said, we want this guy. Then I started booking stuff. And I mean, I've booked stuff everywhere from, from, from the U.S. to Frankfurt, Germany, speaking on epigenetics and cancer. Something that I started as a researcher just understanding African-American, adolescent, and young adult male violence led me to understand the influence of epigenetics on diseases and epigenetic performance and genetic performance and genetic influence in diseases. And then I started being called to be an expert in something I had no idea existed 20 years ago. But why? I decided that I was going to get involved. My thing is, if I'm going to get involved, I'm going to give it my best. I'm not going to be average in anything that I'm going to be engaged in. I'm going to learn it and learn it and learn it until I become an expert. Now, it takes roughly about 10,000 hours of doing something consistently before you become an expert in it. You want to know how many people quit before they get there and they never experience mastery at anything because they consistently quit. I don't quit. That's why you see me doing the things you see me doing is because I spent the time mastering it. I don't give up. I don't quit. I don't turn around. I don't let go. I go. It doesn't mean I don't experience disruption. It doesn't mean that I don't have setbacks. It doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that I get everything right. It simply means that when I decide I'm going to have something, I've got two options. I'm going to get it or I'm going to die trying. What does that mean? A lot of those people that got started before me, a lot of those people that jumped out and got a head start, a lot of those people that were in the game years before I stepped into it are now calling me and asking me what I think about And it's solely because I didn't get anchored in the situation. 
I've often explained it like this. I see my connection to God. I see my responsibility to God. No matter how you see God, my my job isn't to tell you how to have your relationship with God. I think a lot of people make that mistake. My, 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 My job is to challenge you to be connected to God in a way that you know God intimately and you trust the God movement in your life. That's what's important because everybody's going to tell you how they interpret something. Everybody's going to tell you what they think should be. But when you have a relationship with somebody, nobody can come tell you what that relationship means when it's intimate and it's true. A bunch of things that people are telling you, you got to, you got to, got you don't even have to be told. You simply know why, because you're connected to the source and the connectivity to the source provides the answers and the vision. And the, he says, uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge but what it also says people talk about uh the lack of knowledge but it's not just knowledge what else is it said where there is no vision no vision no revelation the people perish there has to be a vision why are so many people miserable why are so many people literally getting sick because they are tired of being tired and they're literally getting sick do you realize chronic stress is one of the greatest killers in this country we talk about so many different things when i studied epigenetics one of the things i discovered is this environmental stress that we're in where we're constantly unhappy constantly miserable constantly angry constantly constantly uh full of anxiety because we don't know what's going on it's 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 driving us literally into a stress-driven deterioration of our bodies it's destroying us but see that's because we haven't we don't have a vision we are literally living everything in the moment in the now and there's a part of you that needs to be in the now but there needs to be another part of you that has a vision that sees beyond the now because it's in the seeing beyond the now that provides the joy the peace the sanctity the quietness the calm the confidence that you need to get through the now see if all you can focus on is the problem the problem gets bigger whatever you focus on you feel but see what i used to tell people is i'm connected to my creator at a level that I'm never shaken by a circumstance because, see, I'm functioning from an energy source inside myself, spiritual, that's connected to the spirituality of the most high, which is connected to the consciousness of the most high's mind. And so there is the answer to every problem that I face. So whenever I'm in a circumstance, I seek God and I say, I can see beyond this thing because I'm hearing from God, not audibly, but in a communication that's much more clearer when you know how to connect and God is saying, this is what it's going to look like. So when you see me smiling in a moment that I should be acting in despair, it's because I'm already past it. And, and, and people say, but this circumstances. So I, I, and I, I, you don't know how many times people say, I know your situation. I know your circumstance. How are you smiling? And my, my response is, there's something in my spirit that disagrees with my circumstance. There, there's something on the inside of me that's telling me this isn't how my story ends. There's something on the inside of me that tells me that if I look beyond this moment, there's something greater out there. There's something on the inside of me. My spirit just simply will not accept this circumstance as the final outcome. Now, it's there, but it's temporary. So I'm not going to let something temporary create permanent or long-term negative consequences, implications, or ramifications. I am going to sit up and say, I got this. There have been times that I have been in situations that were on the surface dire. I didn't have the answer. 
not immediately before me. But there was something inside of me that through experience understood that this wasn't the end that I was built for it. And I would literally go into a restroom, close the door, and I would look at myself in the mirror and I would say, you're built for this. You're built for this. In fact, matter of fact, that that mindset became the foundation of one of my most visited speeches and messages built for the battle. And 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 I mean probably I can't tell you how many times I've spoke it, but and shared it. But let me tell you something. You're either flourishing, languishing, or somewhere in between. When you ask yourself, these are the things I want in life. Can I see myself flourishing in my pursuit of them? Or am I in some way languishing? Or am I somewhere in the middle where I could definitely be doing better than I'm doing it? If I can be doing better than I'm doing, if I'm languishing in anything short of flourishing, how do I change it? Number one, you've got to change your thinking. Number two, you've got to create a consistent pattern of positive behavior. See, success is about patterns of behavior. Success is about habitual thought processes. Success is about habitual behaviors. So I need to be aware of my thought processes. I need to be aware of what I'm doing. I need to be aware of how I'm behaving. What am I doing when I wake up in the morning? What am I doing as I start my day? What am I doing when things don't go my way? How do I respond to adversity? And if my response to adversity is, oh, here we go again, that's a problem in that because it's an acceptance of defeat. Here comes something else that's going to kick my butt. Oh, well, and, and, and no, no, it's time to saddle up. It's time to get ready. I've got this. I'm built for this. This won't break me. I've had some things, and I'm telling you, that's some things that at, at, at certain moments in it, I thought it would, and I had to remind myself, no, dude, you, you're built for this. And, 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 and I am very, very clear when communicating this because see, people will tend to look at someone where they're at or where they're projecting themselves or presenting themselves to be and assume that that is something just for them and that uh, there's something special about them. And let me tell you something. You have to understand this. I'm not exempt from anything that you can experience in your own life, in your own world. I don't have some secret code that allows me to circumvent the vicissitudes of life. I don't have any past that God has given me. What God has given me is strength. What God has given me is fortitude. What God has given me is a capacity for perseverance. What God has given me is a vision. And that's a beautiful thing. If you don't have a vision, you got to develop a vision. You got to see some things. And the beautiful thing, say, say what, what if I don't have a vision? If, if your vision hasn't come to you, create it. That's the beautiful thing. That's why God gave you an imagination. Do you know how many things that have come to you that you are experiencing and literally, literally experiencing and benefiting from now, including this freaking video that came as a part of somebody's imagination and it changed their lives and it changed the world. You have an imagination. Imagine something better than what you're in. Imagine something better than what you've been through. Imagine something better than the things that have broken you down in the past. Imagine what it feels like. Imagine what it looks like. Write it down. Take a picture in your mind. 
find it on the internet, print it out, put it on a poster board on the wall, create a vision that ignites an emotion in you that's anticipating your victory. I promise you, when you get a plan, that's why I created that six month success and growth plan, because with a plan, it's every day looking and I'm doing something different than I did before. I'm doing something different than I did before that's going to produce a different outcome. Look at me. All of a sudden you get excited. Your energy changes. When your energy changes, your frequency goes up. Your frequency goes up. Guess what? You move closer to the source because the source is functioning on a higher frequency. That's why people who are struggling with, with strife, anger, bitterness, jealousy, envy, uh, 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 anxiety, worry, stress, they can't really get, they're just constantly in a cycle over and over, destroying them because the frequency that they need to tap into, they got to get out of that mindset. You got to find a way to let that stuff go. That's why it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, regards your hearts and mind. And what it cries. Then it tells you on a little bit further down, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, whatever things are good report, and on and on and on, all those good things. That's the stuff you meditate on. What are you thinking on? What are you spending your mind on? What are you putting your, your mind and your energy into? Then Paul again comes back and, 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 and says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. If it's not power, love and of a sound mind, it's not of God. It's something that you have adapted to based on experiences and other people around you. You've got to find an energy that taps into the source that provides you with the catalyst and the compulsion that you need to reach the goals that you're trying to reach. I'm trying to get you to understand that your circumstance is temporary. If you're languishing in it, it's because you've anchored yourself in it and now you identify with it. Prime example, I'm broke. You just identified with a circumstance. And until you stop saying it, you will stay broke. I'll give you a prime example. One person saying they're broke, got a job. But every time they get paid, money's gone. They're saying they're broke. Another person has a totally viewpoint, different viewpoint on money, but is cash strapped. They got a business or they got some endeavor they're going on, they're waiting for it to come through, but they refuse to say they don't have, they're broke. Not having money doesn't mean you're broke. It means that you have, it's it's all in the way you speak it. I'm, I'm cash strapped. I'm having a cash flow problem. And even be careful how you say that, because if you say it and it becomes a part of your identity, you will be perpetually having a cash flow problem. You got to be careful how you speak it. But it's it's in the if I say I'm broke, I stay broke. If I say I'm having a cash flow problem, it says that I can fix the problem because it's a problem. All problems have solutions. If I say I'm working on something that's going to produce something later, then I start to anticipate how and I come up with the reasoning and the solution and how I can never get out of a situation that I identify with because I'm a part of it. I have to see it as a situation. I have to see it as something transitional in my life. I'm moving through it. I'm not camped out in it. You're languishing in it because you've identified with it. That bad relationship, that bad job, bad financial situations. I'm not saying you don't go through them. I know people extremely wealthy that uh, there's a saying amongst invest investors that the average millionaire, and it's actually statistically proven, the average millionaire will, by the definition, go broke at least three times. Why? Because in order to get out there and make it, you have to put it out there. And sometimes you miscalculate. 
Sometimes you make a bad move, but eventually what happens? They find that sweet spot of proper asset allocation, proper uh, uh, behavior. Uh, a lot of times when you're making money on the front end early, and I'm speaking from uh, experience, you get heavily caught up on the fact that you can make it. So you make decisions based on the fact that I'm going to always be making it like this. And then that decision, it doesn't turn out good. And then what will happen is if you've experienced a certain level of success in doing something, you'll double down on it because you can't be wrong twice. And then you'll look up and go, man, how did I get here? Now I got to start over. But the thing is, you're going to start over because your mind is built like that. You're built to get it. You're going to get it, but you, you're going to take some bumps and bruises while you master this thing. But you're never going to sit up and say, well, I had my run at it. I'm broke now. That's not how you think. So when you change your thinking and you stop anchoring yourself in a momentary situation called a circumstance or a situation, and now you start to look beyond that because you have a vision. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, but also the um, where there is no vision, the people perish. What's your vision? What vision do you have for yourself? Outside of being where you're at, doing what you're doing. Now, if you're happy and you're flowing and you're 100% satisfied with where you're at, not talking to you. What I can tell you is I've experienced a lot of things. I am very, 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 very proud of what I've done as a person, but I'm nowhere near satisfied or content with staying where I'm at right now. That's not what I'm doing. So I'm looking, I, I don't want to language. I don't want to camp out here. This, I, I'm not in the comfort zone. I'm into being the best version of myself every day, which means I have to grow every day. I have to engage something that I don't know so that I can expand myself every day. And that's something I do every day. I engage something I don't know so that I expand myself. And what it does is it creates this capacity. And once I engage something, now I want to know more. Again, remember what I told you. If you want to master something, you want to put yourself and hang your hat in something, you want to become an expert at it. And in order to become an expert at it, you got to put approximately 10,000 hours of doing something consistently over and over. And you can kind of do the math, how many hours a week it takes you to tell how many years it's going to take you to become an expert at something. But there's nothing that you can look at and say, man, that seems remarkable. I would love to be an expert in that. Because once you become an expert in that, you have value in that market, in that industry, in that niche. And then you have value. You always are going to have a means and a way to create uh, a way to support your lifestyle and to take care of your family. And then if you're constantly, consistently challenging yourself to grow, you're never going to be outgrown by your industry. But if you get comfortable, you look up and they're not doing what you're doing anymore. Things are changing. Things are evolving. How are they evolving? Understanding all of these different things. What are the nuances? All of this stuff comes with the hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. Everything you look at, every person that you can look at and say, man, that's the baddest dude in his in his niche or that company right there is just killing it. Or this particular dude, no matter where he goes, he's doing this, this or this particular young woman, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you look at it. They put a minimum of 10,000 hours into mastering what they're killing the game at. Whether it's music, the musicians, I've studied all these different areas to find out the top performers, the people who praise people from your top uh, musicians and bands, your top golfers, your top hockey players, your top basketball players, your top CEOs. I've studied them all and it boils down. 
from whether it's Bill Gates. Bill Gates happened to grow up literally walking distance from a university uh, that was uh, that had a, a programming system when programming was in its infancy and you couldn't just walk up and go program anywhere. They had it. He would sneak out of his house every night when his mom and his dad thought he was sleeping, he would walk down there. And what he did is he made a deal with them. If they let him in and he could do programming and just work on work on programming, he would set up certain security features for their programming system. And he was doing that. She didn't even know when she finally found out, she said, I knew he would wake up in the morning and not want to go to school, but I didn't know why. You can do that with almost, it was another program. I can't think of his name right around the same time, same situation. It's not, you, you, you see an opportunity, you seize it, you go for it, you fall in love with it and you create it. And it is not any special praise heaped on Bill Gates. He's just a man that went after something and honed in on it and, and did what he did. He did what anyone else can do. It depends on what you're willing to do, how much time, energy, and effort. And timing is real big. People attend, timing is big. Seizing a moment at the right time is so huge. John Rockefeller happened to be born at the right time where he was able to use his industrialized mindsets during the Industrial Revolution. Now he mastered how to manage money and how to pass down his money. And uh, based on uh inflation and a bunch of numbers where you would compare what he had then to to the dollar the value value of the dollar now he would still be the wealthiest person in the world he would be worth something well over 300 billion dollars now and he just happened to be born if he wasn't born at that time what he knew wouldn't have had as much of an impact on his ability to make money so it's not just that it's it's being in the right place at the right time but what i'm telling you not every you don't have to be the richest person to experience life richly but you do need to have riches in order to experience life richly and it doesn't necessarily mean money i'm gonna tell you one of my greatest riches right now is peace another one of my riches is confidence i'm never at a place where i'm looking at something and going man i'm about to just get destroyed because i believe in myself i believe in my driven vision i believe in my purpose i believe i'm here for a reason and i believe that while i'm going to have challenges while i'm going to experience setbacks while i'm going to go through some things ultimately i'm going to win i'm going to leave a legacy in this world that will speak of me after I'm gone. And that's greater than any bank account amount that I can ever amass because my great, 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 great grandkids are gonna be able to sit up and say, my papa did that. And I come from that. So I, I can literally pass down the confidence, not just in word, but in action, in deed, in expression, in behavior, in accomplishment and say, hey, look, I'm not better than you. So if I can do this, you can do greater. Matter of fact, is that not what, for, for, for my Christian people, is that not what Christ said when they were marveling at what he was doing? He says, these things you will do. But not only that, greater things you will do. I'm just laying the foundation to show you it's possible but you will do greater things. So the idea that people marvel and, and lock themselves in a box that this is as far as I can go is not what was ever meant in the first place. Take the ceiling off 
take the idea of impossibility away and says, if I mean it for good, if I plan on blessing people with it, if I plan on expanding my territory, my space and my influence for the purpose of empowering people from inside my home and beyond, it can't be withheld from me. Now I'm going to have to go work for it. I'm going to have to invest myself into it. I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. This isn't about uh, irresponsible behavior. This is about a commitment to something at a level that few people are willing to do. And that's why you get this big, huge box of average and mediocre. People are living their life on default. So if you're languishing, stop identifying with the situation. Stop living yourself. Stop living your life on default. Purpose it in your mind to determine what it is in the future you're going to accomplish. Make it be something huge. Remember, my most favorite quote of all time is Stephen Furtick, who says that if the vision that you have for your life isn't so huge that it intimidates you, there's a good chance it's insulting God. God didn't design you to be average. Look, on that note, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Like I said, before I, before I do, first and foremost, don't forget you can get that uh, personalized success and growth plan, six month plan designed specifically for you based on a 20 question questionnaire, based on your disc assessment and your personality assessment. Nobody in the world will have your plan. This is a personalized plan and growth plan for you. $99. The link is in the description box today through Sunday at 1159 p.m. You will also get the Mind Unleashed online course. That's a $599 course free. That link is in the description box. Go in there and make it happen. As I always say, or most of the time, I say it all the time. I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. And some people ask me, what does that mean? One of my mentors, uh, God rest his soul, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe used to always say that the cemetery is the wealthiest place in the world. And what he meant by that is if you were to examine the people who are in that cemetery, you will find people who had books they should have written but didn't. Businesses they should have started but didn't. Lives they should have touched but didn't. Messages they should have delivered but didn't. Inventions they should have created but didn't. And they what happened? They didn't actually... actually uh, uh, access, activate, and actualize their potential. They took their potential to the grave. They took the greatest part of their worth to the grave with them. And so when I sit up and say that I'm going to die on it, it means that I'm not going to leave my potential untouched. That I'm not going to sit up and just meander through the maze of mediocrity to get through life and just be comfortable so that when I leave this place, I've got all this stuff I could have done. No, when I leave, I'm going to leave fulfilled. I'm going to leave having the confidence that I gave this life everything that I could. I came, I saw, I conquered. I took the bumps and the bruises, the knockdowns, the setbacks, uh, being maligned, being mis misled and being hated. I, a lot of different things comes with being a person who strives for excellence and falls short. But I tell you what, it, what won't come with it, unfinished work. So that's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Develop a vision that's so clear that literally when you think about it, it excites you. Let that be what you fix your mind on. Let everything be about striving towards and achieving that. I, I promise you, you will stop languishing. You will start flourishing and you will start to see the possibilities unravel.
what you thought was impossible isn't impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. On that note, look, I'm out here. I thank you guys for giving me your time uh, on this Friday. I wish you the best of best weekends. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your loved ones. Uh, I'm going to get off here, uh, get the remainder of what I got to do together. Um, I got the kids this weekend. Uh, when I say kids, I'm talking about grandkids. Uh, so it's going to be fun. And and I'm saying it like I'm terrified, but actually I'm gonna I'm about, I'm about to have a ball, uh, you know. And this is exciting to me. So again, I tell you, I want you and wish want the best for you. I wish you the best, but it's your decision. It's your choice of what you're going to do. But you're going to have to take action. You're going to have to step outside of what you've been doing and do something completely different. Um, and it's okay to be wrong. I tell people all the time. I would rather make a wrong decision than not make one at all. Indecision is a very destructive and uh, stagnating force. Uh, it's a big cause of languishing. It's a form of procrastination. Make a decision, go with it. If it's not working out, make an adjustment. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys take care.